coming up in this episode of Can You Believe It? <laughs> you guys besmirch my character as much as possible. No, no, no. We're not, no. We're not besmirching. And then tell everybody what I believe and then ask me, you know, why I'm an idiot. No. Why are you an idiot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but isn't trunking a better idea then? Yeah. Well, why just why kill I it? agree with Matt. <laughs> no, I say we kill them. <laughs> well, see, you know, that's where some people within the Bigfoot community uh, would suggest that perhaps he phased out of reality. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, what? What do you mean, oh, God? You were fools in the skies, Illuminati's controlling your life, can you believe it? Rob circles and Jesus toast. And the kiss you fucked a ghost Hello and welcome to Can You Believe It, a semi-regular podcast on the unexplained that asks the all-important question, can you believe it? My name is Matt Neal and I'm joined, as per usual, by 7th Dan and Supreme Ruler of the Underworld, the Colonel. Hello again. I'm also joined by Oscar winner and recreational balloonist, Brady Jones. Welcome, Brady. <laughs> Thank you. Hello down there. Hello. <laughs> now, before we dive into today's tale of unparalleled unfamiliarity, let's hear a message from our sponsor, Colonel. Uh, tonight we have a uh, fantastic sponsor, um, uh, uh, a sponsor you might recognize. Um, let me just uh, pull it up here. Ladies... I'm a 40-year-old white guy. Let me mansplain something to you about fresh produce. Do you need lettuce that makes you feel like a strong, independent woman? Then you need the latest lettuce innovation from Carlsberg Farms, the Mega Lettuce XXO. Packed with taurine F for the woman on the go, it can absorb more blue liquid than any other competing lettuce on the lettuce market. Finally, the forbidden fruit is yours. Mega Lettuce XX. Oh, yeah. Yes, thanks to our friends at Carlsberg Farms for that one. <laughs> Something came over you then, I think, uh, yeah. Colonel. Was- well, yeah, look, I, I you know, the, these podcasts don't pay for themselves mm. and we need to look after our, our sponsors. So, you know, I'm just getting into... Mm. So, in Carlsberg conclusion, farms. you were possessed by sexy letters ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Funny you should mention that because that's what this week's episode is about. Oh, again? <laughs> I always do that. <laughs> okay, let me read you a story of paranormal stuff and ask you the important question of can you believe it? The Bigfoot Field Research Organization, oh, yeah. or BFRO, or BFRO, as I like to call it. BFRO. was founded in 1995. It's a network of people claiming to be, quote, scientists, journalists, and specialists from diverse backgrounds, all dedicated to investigating Bigfoot. From the Beefro website, quote, it has always been the policy of the Beefro to study the species in ways that will not physically harm them. It's it's probably at this point we should explain what 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 a Bigfoot is, right? Like you know, for, do we for need to explain? Do we need to explain uh, that? Well, you know, unless you've seen Harry and the Hendersons, 
You could then, think it's a monster truck and solely a monster truck. Yeah, because you, could you don't think, believe like, in this. Fuck, yeah. Actually, that's probably a little bit more plausible that there's a monster <laughs> yeah, truck out there in the wilderness. <laughs> <laughs> No, actually, no, no. I'm, 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 no, I'm not going there yet. Pull it back. This episode is part of my ongoing quest to crush the Colonel's belief in Sasquatch. So should, We should touch on this a little bit. Yeah, yeah well, go, Yes, we should. Look. So, we were talking earlier about what, if anything, in terms of paranormal, we may believe in. And I think a common thing- yeah, We're all open-minded and sceptical yeah, and such. Yeah, it's but- not that I don't believe. It's just, I think, and what you guys have sort of said about a lot of things, um, except for about Sasquatch, <laughs> is that you you want to be shown something to believe kind yes. of thing. <laughs> we all want to. We all. We all. We're all skeptical, and we want to believe. Yeah. But the Colonel is just well into the idea that Sasquatch. You could say well into. You could also say at least eleven inches deep. Eleven <laughs> inches, wasn't it? Ball, balls deep. <laughs> do, do, do I get the right of of um, Squatch reply here, or, or uh, do you guys just get to te- tear me down? Un- un- we actually okay. have one microphone that we pass around. So, yeah, <laughs> but, you, know, you guys besmirch my character as much as possible. No, no, no. We're not, no, besmir- and, we're not besmirching. And then tell everybody what I believe, and then ask me, you know, why I'm an idiot. No. Why are you no. an idiot? <laughs> <laughs> No, no, we're just saying that this is, you have a particular penchant for the Bigfoot. A penchant, you Yes, mean. and yeah. this is this is the thing that you believe that you're well into. Well, no, I don't, I don't believe you. That's what, you know, this you're- is the problem with you media types. <laughs> Me media. This has all got off on a really hostile just foot. It's good. putting words into my mouth. No, I, I just, I, I find the- um, the whole idea of Bigfoots and Sasquatches, you know, like it's like a reflection of like of ourselves, like this wild, you know, like reflection of ourselves living in harmony with nature. Like we can't, you know, like it's you, it's this interesting idea. Are you and saying so, it's plausible? Is that we? Is no, that no, where no, you're no, going I'm, with I'm this? I'm saying the the idea of Sasquatch is interesting, regardless of whether you think that a live creature could exist or not. You just like the romanticism of I it. I do, I do, yeah. I do. All right. But you don't believe in them. I don't necessarily believe in them, but I like will read about them as much as I can because I find it interesting. This is like a Fifty Shades of Grey thing for you, like <laughs> no, 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 no. There's no, no there's no squatch titties in in this oh, in this God. episode. According to the Beefro, Bigfoot is a large ape that lives in small family units, which move around to avoid detection, uh, feeding predominantly on deer. In mid-January 2000, the Bifro was contacted by a man named Michael from Hanobi, a tiny forest town in the hills of Oklahoma close to the Arkansas border. Michael said his brother's family had been hassled for the past two years by Bigfoots prowling around their home, stealing deer meat and even trying to break into their house. Mm. <laughs> you just look at me like, like, are you an idiot? No. <laughs> do, you, do you believe that they were prowling around someone's house? I'm just wondering. And I'm, I'm just, like sitting over here just entertaining things, you know, without being a skeptic. Like, I just want to look across at you just You looked nodding, across at me like accusatory, quiet. like, no, no, no. oh, you believe in squatches? No, no. <laughs> 
Don't you quote, look at me with those eyes. <laughs> quote, yeah. please have someone contact us, Michael told Beefro. This is no hoax and my brother is afraid for his family. This creature is getting bolder every time it returns. This thing is huge, walks upright, it smells like a musky urine slash burned hair type odour. Yeah, we're, we've all smelt that. Mm-hmm. Like you know, at the pub on a weekend. Yeah. It's a yeah. weirdly specific thing he's gone for there, but- Okay. You know, when you burn your pubes in the toilets and, oh, the, and then the piss on them. What? Yeah. Musky urine slash burned hair type of- I'm pretty sure I've smelt worse. Like, <laughs> I mean, probably. it's just been descriptive. Yeah. Good on him. Okay. Get, right. off, get off his back. It paints a picture. It yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was a bad smell. <laughs> I'm just saying- I'm just saying <laughs> his- a very bad smell. I'm just saying his flavor text there was very particular. Like, yeah. I'm yeah. not saying it's bad. It's okay. Whatever. No, it's not all that it's stuff, consistent with eyewitness reports. It's good. Mm. It's a good eyewitness report. <laughs> that level of detail. He repeatedly comes back in the early morning hours after midnight and harasses them until just before dawn. It was on more than one occasion. It has on more than one occasion tried to enter their home. We don't know where to turn. Everyone thinks we are crazy when we mention it. Please, we don't want to. We don't know what to do, but I do know that something needs to be done. I'm passionate so, letter. I'm so tempted to lodge an early bet. It, it sounds on, like yeah. a plea for help. It does. What's your early bet, Brady? Is it a bear? <laughs> <laughs> so I I you, know, the, the, you always say that, don't you? Uh, <laughs> yeah. You, that, that was you, my you, answer last no week's question. <laughs> <laughs> Every podcast. <laughs> it was bears. <laughs> it's always bears. Yeah. Uh, Beefro researchers contacted Michael, who repeated his story. He said it was not a joke and that at least one Bigfoot was coming to the house almost every night. Quote, it was coming onto the porch, messing with the window, wiggling the doorknob as if it wanted to get into the house, and even stealing deer meat out of our our freeze that was that was kept in an open-sided outbuilding. Whatever it is, it wasn't alone. The family could hear chattering and screaming from the hills. That's scary. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I mean, we've all seen that weird movie from the hills, Screaming, you know. Screaming in the Hills? Yeah, that's Screaming the in the Hills, yeah, yeah. 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 Screaming was- in the Hills too. But yeah. I mean, just really like screaming yeah. in Shannon any rural- was the bomb in that. In- <laughs> but screaming in any rural location is pretty frightening. Well, screaming anywhere, uh, yeah, it doesn't need I to could be take a it r- in the city. rural location. The city, like it's like- uh, <laughs> The city just- I'm just screaming. Screaming, the city right? just, yeah, the city just constantly screams. Yeah, yeah. It just screams all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're dying over there, are you? Okay. Yeah. I'm just in the city. You live in Melbourne. You know what, I know. I know. I'm, just, I'm just, you know, um, shocked by your apathy <laughs> to the plight of others. Well, it's just that, yeah, in the country, it's like serious. Okay, so it stands people out. Are screaming in the in city. In the city, they're uh, lying. Actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's, it stands out more, is what you're saying, in the context of its location. Yeah, no, it, that is it, what I'm yes, saying. Yes, thank you. Thank okay, you. Good. Jesus Thanks. Christ. Thanks, the mother and the children of the family had moved out in fear, Michael told the beef row. The men of the family had armed themselves and claimed to have shot one the night before. Yeah, you got to bag him. you got to mm. bag him and tag him. Having Put found- him down. Having found, quote, a substantial trail of blood in the yard the next morning, but no Bigfoot corpse. He winged it. Well, see, you know, that's where some people within the Bigfoot community 
uh, would suggest that perhaps he phased out of reality. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, what? What do you mean, oh, God? <laughs> well, I'm glad that we, like, spent ten minutes like, <laughs> explaining your position, so now that stuff. No, no, no. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm being funny. Uh, like, I, I actually just, I find it humorous that, like, you know, mm. people, like, explain away stuff like that. Like, just go, oh, well, now they phase out of reality. <laughs> it's um, That's the ultimate cop out. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Excited by the possibility of a Bigfoot blood sample, the Beefro went into overdrive. One of its investigators, a pilot from Ohio, offered to head to Hanobi to pick up a sample, while another investigator named Matt began making regular phone calls to the besieged family. Quote, I finally spoke with the shooter last night, investigator Matt said in an email to fellow Beefro members. When I spoke with him directly, I got the facts straight about the situation at the house and the blood. Oh, what a how ex- jerk. How excited are these guys, though? Like- yeah, but you can just imagine that phone call. And the fact, just to go back a bit, finally I spoke to the shooter. So, he was ringing a couple of times yeah. before Hello. he actually- Hello, have you got the squatch yet? <laughs> Hello, uh, call me back. This is Bill. I'm just calling about the squatch. Uh, have you shot it yet? Is it oh. dead? I want to photograph it. Call me back. Bye. <laughs> Hello, Bill again. Uh, yeah. About the squatch thing. Yeah, it's just Bill here. I uh, just uh, wanted to talk about just if you just see anything, uh, give me a call back. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's Bill again. I just really keen to hear about this Sasquatch you got up there. I just it's hard to call you so much. It just gets ever so lonely here in the office. Anyway, talk soon. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think at this point the the family was like, we should have just not said anything. <laughs> <laughs> so Matt said the shooter's name was Tim, and it was his brother Michael that had first contacted Beefro. Tim told Matt he shot at a Bigfoot and was fairly certain he'd hit it from a distance of about 64 metres, or 70 so yards what, at like night. The Bigfoot was just hanging out the front of his house and he just went, oh, okay, I'm going to kill that. He had a pop the shot at it. And the creature ran off, but Tim and Michael could hear the Bigfoot and others calling out in the forest for several hours I'm after the shooting. Bullshit. Americans don't know meters. <laughs> I put it into meters. That's why it sounded oh, weird. Okay. It's like 64. I thought it was You're about 64 meters. Story. Oh, he's yeah. manipulating the story. Don't yeah, us, yeah. I don't want this stupid Im- empirical um, by us, shit I mean 90% in there. Of the world. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, Tim said he found a trail of blood in the woods, but it led to a dead deer. Investigator Matt suspected Tim hadn't shot the Bigfoot at all, but reported to other members that fellow Beefro members Miles and Roger would be at the scene in a few hours and that they will be armed. Dr. Miles and Roger, did you say? There's no doctors there. Right. (laughs) There's two men coming to your house and they will be armed. (laughs) Okay. And and who is that? Oh, that's just Miles. And And, and Roger. And Roger. Oh, okay. Two guys from the Bigfoot... Fucking! I think they've. Br- I think they've, br- they've asked for this. I think though. I think they've brought this uh, upon yeah, themselves. Like, they want this. Here. Okay. They're like, get the fuck out here and sort out our Bigfoot problem because this they're is- all around our house, right? Like they're. They're afraid. Also, this is America, and someone calling up saying that there's people coming around with guns to your house is not that odd. Yeah, it's mm. like a Tuesday. <laughs> That's just a twelve-year-old's like birthday. A revolver Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's- well, you need funny because it's sure true. Terrorists don't attack the birthday. Okay, <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure who Miles is. I think he's the pilot from Ohio. 
but Roger is Roger Roberts, who served with military intelligence in Vietnam and as a cop in Oklahoma before becoming a private investigator. Roger's father-in-law, a 72-year-old bear hunter, was also along for the ride. Right on. Bear hunter. Like, that's a pretty great fucking job description. I mean, this dude's credentials already are like... Well, yeah, military intelligence, cop, private investigator. He, like, rocks up to the interview and he's got, like, a great big, like, scar across his face from a bear claw and you're just like... "Mm." Okay, yeah. (laughs) I I do like the fact, though, that this is official beefro investigation and one of them was like, can my dad come? Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course your dad can come. Yeah, yeah. we're just investigating That's... non-existent animals. Oh, he's a bear hunter. <laughs> so it'd be perfect. What oh, an well, inclusive yeah. community is yeah. what I'm going to say. Yeah. Just great and I mean they understand Everyone's he's a resource ride with Bigfoot <laughs> yeah. and that's why that's why I want to bring you guys along with let's me let's celebrate the Bigfoot community for not being ages I want to destroy your, <laughs> your non, I want to destroy your non-belief in, in Bigfoot okay bring yeah. it on <laughs> what through the bring. decency of humans <laughs> yeah <laughs> Another Disney movie. Oh, do you believe, Matt? <laughs> Investigator Matt asked Roger why Tim and his family hadn't called the cops. Roger chuckled and said something about there being, quote, hardly any sheriffs in this area because there's a lot of weed growing in southern Oklahoma yeah, and the no federal sheriffs. government routinely do unannounced swamps and arrest crooked deputies. Okay. Yeah, you don't want to have the sheriffs where the weed is. Mm. He added, quote, backwards people do not talk to police. No. Oh. They have to speak a bit louder because they're facing the other way. Yeah, yeah. Nope. Turn around. <laughs> back, backwards? Oh, backwards. Backwards? Oh, oh backwards. Yeah. They do have a penchant for <laughs> remaining quiet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Investigator Matt wrote that Tim wanted the Bigfoot taken care of and that he would shoot it if it came back. In his email, Matt also referred to a previous Bigfoot encounter where Beefro unsuccessfully tried to get tranquilizers to shoot at a creature. Well, that's, like, thoughtful. Like, they, they don't want to kill it outright. They want to trank it and well, study it. Well, that's yeah. its, that's its uh, their, motive, their ethos, is that we will want to study the species in ways that will not physically harm them. Mm. A.K.A. Make some fucking skrilla, you know what well, I'm saying? Some skrilla. <laughs> get a get a little squatchy in a cage and hey ho, I got a traveling roadshow. Uh, well, yeah, there is that, but you know, like, like surely you can conserve the species of Bigfoot better by killing one and mm. proving that they exist, rather than. I mean, it's worked so far for humans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but isn't tranking it a better idea then? Yeah. Well, why just why kill? I it? agree with Matt. Yeah. <laughs> no, I say we kill them. <laughs> <laughs> what are we even talking about? Are you are you two le- legitimately saying that we just allow this eight foot tall oh, yeah. man apes like you living flipped. in the hills I thought you, I thought you in were about peace? The- I thought you were all about the romanticism of these things. Well, no, uh, yes, the romance to kill them. Um, <laughs> I have a burning desire. <laughs> no, like they are they're like okay. So there's a, there's one the you know there's a couple of ways of looking at it. Are they dangerous animals that are living up there in harmony with nature, just completely separate from our society? Well, I mean, for this or, particular family, yes. Well, yeah, these guys are concerned. They're concerned they're going to break into their house. Are they in cahoots with, you know, <laughs> terrorist organizations and need to be exterminated? Look, I know I've already, like, had my early bet, but 
terror sleeper cell was like not the what better the way second. to hide? <laughs> yeah, what better way to hide? It was at least than, the eighth. than with a, 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 a community of creatures that don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Matt wrote that we. We have always known that in the course of natural course of things, there would someday be an overly aggressive Bigfoot that would get itself killed by someone protecting his family slash property. This may be the one, inevitably. Yeah, a big bull we comes, always come down from the mountains. We always knew yeah. that this would happen. That this day would come. That this is this is local reports. What smug fucking Okay, yeah, keep going, sorry. <laughs> the day after investigator Matt's chat with Tim, Beefro's team of Miles, Roger, and Roger's father in law arrived at the property in Hanobi, <laughs> which lay in the Kiamachi Mountains on the edge of the vast Washita National Forest. I love actually. It's his father-in-law. It's not even his dad. Yeah, his father-in-law has got. Oh yeah, this is my uh, yeah. Can I? I'm so on. For the, what a great time for them bonding. Bond. Uh, no, this is yeah. the moment they've been waiting for. Hell yeah. Yeah. I would be g'd up. The, the invis. You know, I really love your mum. That's uh, why I brought you out on this squatch hunt. Uh, I just want you to know how much I I really care Look, for Greg, it. Greg, I I know I haven't been the best son. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but there's a maimed Sasquatch in Oklahoma somewhere. Yeah. And you know, if we could just stamp think, our name on that squatch, I think this then is I our feel time. Like we'd really get along together and your mum would really accept it. <laughs> uh, okay. Father-in-law, not stepfather though. Oh, well, yeah, whatever. All of that. <laughs> The investigators began to set up. They had brought with them video and audio recording equipment and cameras. Matt spoke with Tim's wife, who confirmed the Bigfoot had been harassing their family, quote, for a few years. They'll do that. She said they had had denied that it was Bigfoot for all that time. But when three whole deer disappeared from an outside freezer and, quote, the intruder started trying to get in the house at night... They became adamant it was a bear and started to consider the possibility it was Bigfoot. Mm. Still back in bear? Yeah, wait, so no. They're saying it's not a bear. No, but their sentence was like, well, we thought it was a bear, but then we just decided that maybe it's a Bigfoot. (laughs) Yes, yeah. What more do you need? Well, no, they looked apparently. (laughs) Let me just clarify that for you. They looked around and they didn't see any bears. Yeah. And so they knew it was a Sasquatch. Because like, they couldn't see. Because they weren't, if there was bears there, there would be bears. It's mm. yeah. like that joke about the elephant repellent. Would you like to buy some elephant repellent? I've been using it around here. You can tell it's really effective. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. yeah it, that only works in certain sections of the world. I th- yes. <laughs> Kindergarten. So. <laughs> Miles, Roger, and Roger's father-in-law found the dead deer that had been reported to investigator Matt. Matt wrote in an email that the deer hadn't been shot. Quote, one of its legs was violently twisted and broken. It had clearly been carried, not dragged, to the spot where it was found. The most interesting thing was how the predator pulled out the internal organs. The belly of the deer... It's pulled out the internal organs. This is crazy. <laughs> Joe writing this email. The belly of the deer had not been opened. Yeah, he's having a great time. The opening oh, wow. was between the neck and rib cage. 
the predator made a large a hole large enough to stick its arm in and apparently reached down from above the rib cage and pulled out the organs. Okay, so we're getting some Jesus. pretty on the ground eyewitness reports of Sasquatch mutilations here. Well, I mean eyewitness in the sense that they've found a mutilated corpse and decided that it was a Sasquatch. What else would it be? Um, I'm going to go with a bear still. Just being, you know, on the Do you see any bears around here? <laughs> but, I mean, so we're in If the answer Victoria. is no, then the only, the only <laughs> answer that you need is Sasquatch. It, it's potentially just a weird leap to make from what they've seen of this deer. Like, what if it's a, a, a fox or, or, some or a cougar or something fox. that's just eaten it at one point? It's found a dead deer. Yeah. And they've just eaten a bit of it. Plenty and of animals look like, will scavenge. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Where's the where's the photos that we can judge of this deer? Is what I'm asking. Miles said, "Tim and yeah, his- where are they? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I, I left. I don't know. They're on my other phone. Actually, I just <laughs> you were just looking like so upset. Like <laughs> no, well, no, I well, no. I don't. I didn't bring them with me. <laughs> yeah, they're on my other phone. <laughs> Miles said Tim and his family had about 15 beagles running about the place that loved deer meat, and that Tim and his family all seemed very honest. Uh oh, this is not going to end well for mm. the beagles." Did they, did they potentially just eat that deer? Like what? No, nah, beagles aren't big enough. What? Yeah, but if it's it's already been killed and it's just lying around, and they just start eating uh, it. like I'm sure, like a couple. Who's of dogs killing all these deer that you keep like? They telling? probably hunt. They, yeah, yeah. Or they say, well, they're saying here a bigfoot killed one, but they yeah, probably yeah, shot yeah. one. Well, what else is killing the deer? Them, the shooters. Right. Okay. Bullets. Right. Hunters. Oh okay. Story checks da, out. Da, da, da. They were shown a gate reportedly damaged by bigfoot. Miles said it looked like a huge hand had grabbed the gate and bent it. Mm. Irrefutable proof. Mm-hmm. That night, several friends and neighbours stopped by, having heard the beef row investigators were in town. One by one, they started telling their own tales of Bigfoot encounters. Mm. Miles said- got one. Yeah. yeah. Well, in this part of the world, yeah. Oh, once it starts flowing, you know, yeah. try turning that tap off. Miles said he <laughs> and Roger just let the visitors talk and- were, quote, both convinced these people were on the level about their experiences. The storytelling went on till about 11 p.m. Tim said the Bigfoot activity didn't usually begin until about 1 a.m. So Roger and Miles went for a drive with a spotlight to see what they could see. Heavy rain was falling all night and they didn't see anything. When Roger and Miles returned, everyone was on the front porch saying they had shot at a Bigfoot across the road. So everyone spent the next three hours on the porch in the zero degree night air as the rain fell. Miles said that Tim and Mike were shot at two more somethings he didn't see, describing their pinkish red eyes like a red reflector or taillights on a car. That is creepy. Yeah, now see, I don't like, like that. A, a lot of a lot of the people that like say they, you know, like when you're out hunting or whatever, and you spin around with your headlamp or whatever, they they spit onto like the, this face of a, of a creature. And it looks so human that they get like shocked and freaked out, like because of the surprise and the emotion that they recognise on the creature, and that like creeps me out. That creeps me out. I got I got chills. Yeah, they're multiplying. Shut up. (laughs) Um, No, this reminds me of Amityville Horror all over again. That's what freaked me out. The red eyes, man, Mm. and now. I'm a little bit on the romance for, like, 
violent gun death. Oh, you're, of- you're team colonel now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Here you go, Brady. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we go to Squatch Hall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's just creepy, man. And your whole thing right there was very creepy too. Just spinning around, looking face to face at yeah, like the, yeah, at something that um, it doesn't exist. And um, that is- <laughs> <laughs> oh, you me in. There. Uh, Michael then said, "Quote: I did see something a few minutes after the initial sighting that they showed at that reflected like a red reflector. It was there for just a second in the trees across the road, around seven or eight feet high. It was definitely there." Miles said there were no sounds, no screams or hollers, but noted, quote, listening was hampered by the sound of the rain on the wet leaves. It's poetic. Mm. According to investigator Matt, Miles and Roger shot some videotape of the situation with their camcorder. They tried to document the eyes on the hillside, but it was too fleeting to capture on tape. On tape. Or at tape. Or at tape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where you study cryptozoology. Yeah. yeah. That's, where yeah. I st- that's where we studied it. Uh, yeah. Cryptozoology, wasn't it, Colonel? Yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> The next day, three hundred dollars invest- it is for a uh, course in that. Yeah, yeah. free money. They're just tape. actually not, not running <laughs> in campus. It's just a, a, the, a guy's van uh, parked out the fire tape. It's just the link they give you. Yeah. <laughs> do, do your own research. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> here's your like uh, African hunter hat. Now uh, here's your, your piss helmet. <laughs> <laughs> The next day, investigator Matt called. There was no Bigfoot body and Miles and Roger checked out a nearby cave that one witness had reportedly seen a Bigfoot in. They found nothing. Apparently, everyone at the property had seen a few Bigfoots uh, the night before, but pouring rain had complicated things greatly, especially with the recording equipment. Yeah, there was a few over that way, uh, but here tonight, no, no. uh, They've probably gone home. What's alarming to me is that they're focusing a lot on the weather which kind of implies that these fucking idiots just can't stay like a a couple of nights more yeah Uh, like a creature that lives out in the woods uh covered in hair uh is not going to be affected by the rain i you know what i'm starting to believe that like you know maybe all this like aliens and stuff all happens but it's just that everyone that goes to investigate is well yeah i gave it 20 minutes and uh nothing <laughs> nothing really happened so i guess we can probably I did just some tree end. knocks <laughs> yeah. and uh, i called out a couple yeah. of times yeah. and uh, no squatches well it's been i think it's, it's been one night so far so we'll see how long they last the Beefro team reported back to Matt that the property was a deer magnet due to we the- We got a deer magnet here. <laughs> we the- got a full-on, fully-blown well. deer magnet. <laughs> due to the large amount of Austrian snow peas around the property, which Tim had planted specifically to attract the deer and make them easier to hunt. It worked so well, Tim said, he didn't even have to leave his porch to go hunting. Awesome. That's living the American dream. Yeah, yeah. just shooting guns on your porch. The large chest freezer in the shed near Tim's house was regularly full of venison, but someone or something had been regularly stealing deer meat from the unlocked freezer, eventually emptying the whole freezer. Investigator Matt said Tim and his wife then started to hear, quote, the attempts of something trying to get in the windows and a loud hollering outside. Quote, a few times Tim ran out after it, but it would always flee into the woods. The first time he got a good look at it was the night he shot at it a few nights ago. Have you ever heard any of those, like, recordings, like the recordings of squatches or purported squatches? Mm. Yeah, it's kind of like a, it's a 
pretty haunting kind of howling sound, isn't it's- it? Like I remember, like hearing one once with with my brother. Um, we were watching like a doco or whatever it was, and it was just like this, like like off in the distance. Like it was obviously, you know, I couldn't say that it wasn't a person, but mm. it was like big and loud and yeah, angry yeah. and off. Obviously, off in the distance in the way that it was it was recorded, like like you know sonically. Um, and it was, ju- it just made the hairs on the back of my neck stand up. And I think like, that's part of what I like about the yep. mythos is that it actually kind of scares me. Like, yeah. Yeah. The Bigfoot oh, thing. Oh, I mean, it is terrifying. Yeah. Like, eight foot dude. And like, he's fully like walking around on his back. Yeah. Legs, I'm walking like-, like a person. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Gotta go to the job, put my pants on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to the gym. <laughs> And just like that, it went from terrifying to just dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Tim also told Investigator Matt the creatures weren't totally running away after being shot at. They were waiting up among the trees, watching the spotlight reflecting off their eyes. They're like up there in the trees going like beating their chest like, oh, come on. No, they had, <laughs> they had this like you, you see one and he chases after it and, then it and it disappears in the trees and then just sort of turns around. And then you can see there's a few of them there. Oh, yeah. God. There's got, there's, like, they could make a really <sighs> cool horror movie. They've just never done it like well, I feel like. That's cool right there. I'm yeah. like, Miles and Roger confirmed this to Investigator Matt. They too saw the red eyes reflecting the light and the movement in the trees. During one of their regular phone conversations, Investigator Matt asked Roger if Tim and his brother Michael were just freaking out shooting at raccoons in the trees. Could have been. Could have been. I don't know. I was kind of drunk at the time. (laughs) Matt wrote, quote, Roger sounded very nervous and didn't want to talk much. He just replied, no, this is serious business. They've definitely got a problem here. Wow. Investigator Matt surmised that the Bigfoots were waiting in the trees because Tim typically shot deer by spotlight from his porch. He figured they were waiting for a kill or a wounding so they could steal an easy feed. Miles and Roger headed home soon after, with Miles noting that they were leaving as much for their own safety as anything else. But they weren't worried about the Bigfoots, they were worried about being shot. Investigator Matt wrote, quote, the nervous shooting by the residents made it a hazardous, unpredictable situation. I'm just out of here shooting anything to move. The investigators had to cautiously position themselves much of the time to keep out of any potential line of fire. (laughs) Oh, man. This is not what I signed up for Bigfoot Investigations for. Just up there in the fucking hills in the mists, just shooting at any dark shape that moves around. (laughs) Like, no wonder, like, they believe in this sort of stuff. Yeah, hanging out uh, in with Oklahoma hillbillies, just shooting at anything that moves. I'd be fucking. I'd be more scared of that than Bigfoots as well. I think. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. The regular gunshots and the nature of small town gossip soon attracted the attention of state fish and game officers. Investigator Matt said, not long after the beef row visit, Tim and Michael were told they could no longer hunt from their porch or shoot indiscriminately into the night. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to ask you I to thought just. This was America. If you could just not shoot at just anything that moves, you now, know. I, I don't know. I, I was just thinking, like, are we being unfair? To our brothers and sisters in America, like we 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 tend to like you know a lot of these like mysteries uh, mysteries and I use air quotes and like monsters and I use air quotes they're all happening in America. Mm. What is the common thread? America, 
deep. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just... I didn't um, mean for it to go that deep. Yeah, no, I... I don't know what you're really trying to say. No, I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I, no, I'm just I, saying that, like... I get you that there's... Uh, there's a willingness. They love folklore. There's like a, they, well, yeah, I guess it's kind of a modern folklore. There's a willingness to believe in these kind of things that seems to be particularly prevalent in America, whether it be UFOs or Sasquatch or ghosts or any of that kind of stuff. That any of this, any of this kind of stuff that we do on this podcast, mm. there is a propensity to believe in America. And for what reason? I don't know. But it's uh, just. And is it, no, the, is it's, it the it's, desire for something extra? That's the same that people like might seek maybe religion. Related you know? to like the the history and and the age of a nation, because like you know, America, England, uh, you know, across Europe and Russia, like China, like all these really ancient nations have this traditional ghost stories or like uh, belief in like. Uh, well, actually, a lot of those countries all have the the you know the man ape myth you know we're, we're the yeti or the- yeah yeah we've got the, the, the yowies yeah, yeah. yeah. bunyips and whatever yeah. yeah it it like that's the kind of fascinating thing about that myth is that no matter where you are in the world everybody still sees the same thing i think i think it's still a lot this, of this like representation of ourselves living in the forest you know mm. in in harmony but also with some kind of like uh sinister um, element to it as well. Honestly, yeah. I think all of these things are in all cultures, pretty much. But we just hear about America more; it's just it's louder. Yeah, the noise yeah. coming and from it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, stuff in that, terms of where we're placed, like politically or whatever, and who we take our cues from, like it's America. Yeah, yeah. We love the shit. We simp for it, and yeah, and simp for it, and culturally, we take our cues from there as well. Yeah, so, yeah. A few weeks later, another beef row investigator named Sue Lindley visited the area. She took her dog with her and they camped for several days near the home. She returned a few weeks later and set up a motion camera but found nothing. A few months later, beef row organised the Washita Expedition. From yeah, Beefro's yeah. report, I love it how they like they give it like a term like it's Desert Storm. Yeah, like, yeah you know, we're going should, in. Yeah. We're going in with Operation, the drones. Operation Washita. Yeah, <laughs> Porch War. <laughs> Operation Porch War. <laughs> but uh, from Beefro's report, quote that expedition yielded no video or photographic evidence, but the participants say they heard probable vocalizations and believe another expedition is warranted. Mm. Perhaps they were too late. Tim and Michael stopped hunting from their porch and shooting wildly into the darkness. They also followed Beefro's suggestion to remove the deer meat freezer and the Austrian snow peas and stop shooting deer on their own property. In his final report on the matter, investigator Matt wrote that everything died down soon after that. The howling seemed to move further away and nothing attempted to enter their house again. Then the vocalizations became less frequent and then they stopped. Wow. Nomadic peoples. In 2006, five and a half years later, the Hanobi Bigfoot Festival began. It runs on the first weekend of October every year, inspired by the many sightings of Sasquatch in the area, particularly the events previously described, which are known as the Siege at Hanobi. (laughs) 
Oh, God. In yeah. The uh, objection leading the witness. In, yeah. <laughs> in 2014, a podcast named The Sasquatch Chronicles interviewed Michael. I thought that was about to get really meta then. I, uh, a podcast called, called Can, Can You Believe, you believe it? It, it? It is about to get meta because I uh, I used to listen to this particular podcast like, oh. religiously. Uh, and it, it, not only was it like hilarious, like s- some of the people that they would have call up because it was like a, it was a show where you could call up and relate your Sasquatch sighting to a non-judgmental, you know, uh, a host. Yeah, I feel attacked. And <laughs> yes, well, well, sure. and, and, and some of the people you. that he would have call up and go, I saw Squatch out of my chicken coop. Like it, it was hilarious. But then every now and then there'd be like one story on there. And it was obviously from someone who just like wasn't into this subject at, at all. But they were just like, I don't know what I saw. And I saw something weird. And they were freaking terrified and it was like listening to this person like relate their scary story mm. was like captivating i loved this this podcast series so the sasquatch chronicles in, interviewed michael the podcast didn't replay the interview well, not that i could find but host where's germa germa yeah but host where's germa recounts the conversation he said michael disputed beefro's reporting of the incident saying it left out key elements he said the bigfoots weren't trying to get into the house but rather they were curious as to what was inside one thing that was certain was that the attacks escalated and the situation quickly became untenable michael told wes germa that the bigfoots stole five whole deer carcasses hanging in his shed as well as 30 chickens They would also frighten his children during the daytime. Three or four of the creatures would stand out of view among the trees at the edge of the grassed area at the rear of the house and growl. Michael said they would also throw rocks at the children and scare them. The children would rush inside yelling, monsters, monsters. Wow. It's creepy. That is. That's, yeah. As soon as you bring children into it, it just, it's bumps it up a notch well and I mean doing not bare stuff like throwing rocks <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, there's no other animal in North America that has the ability to throw a rock like a, like a, a crow can pick one up and, and drop it in a particular location but throwing a rock no yeah Although porcupines have been known to like shoot their quills uh, uh, at, at things, haven't they, Doc? I, no, I knew I knew that was a thing. It's totally a thing. It's no, not it's a thing. not. It's not a thing. No, I thought it was a thing when I was younger. I, you know what? I I thought back about this, and I reckon I was told it by an exchange student from Canada, and I think he was just you know having a lend of me, like yeah, and, like doing and, the version of drop bears. Good on you, Canada. Like that—that's a couple of points there. Yeah, yeah. you got me good. Coming Canada. to Australia yeah. and got telling good. us a, like a weird story yeah, about yeah, your, fully your taking animals. the piss out. Of yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's drop bears, isn't it? <laughs> Michael said some of the creatures look like apes, while some look like a cross between apes and humans. He said they are primates. Michael also claimed his sister and her children were attacked while trying to drive onto his property. When his sister got out of the car, three of the creatures appeared growling and throwing rocks. He said his 19-year-old niece visited and had a similar experience. Michael went outside on this occasion to chase the creature after his niece came inside and the Bigfoot appeared at the front window of his house. 
His niece described the creature as, quote, as tall as the gutter and had to lean down into the window. It had its lips back and was showing its teeth and growling at her through the window. That's the part that gets me when they compare the size and anatomy of the creature to things that were there when they witnessed it. Like, that's, I, I find that more credible than saying, oh, I saw a squatch in the paddock. Like, mm. like when it, it was, it, its, its shoulders were at this point, its head was at this point, and when it leaned down, it was at this point. That's a little bit more credible. Mm. Yeah. The attacks and scares culminated with Tim and Michael sitting in the house one night, watching out the windows, waiting for the creatures to appear. Sure enough, a Bigfoot appeared at the window and Tim raced outside with his gun. Michael told the Sasquatch Chronicles that Tim hit the creature three times, once in the back, once in the head, and once in the lungs. How's the balls on this dude? Is he just like, you know, like, rifle, like, boom, Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. The like. Bigfoot dropped, got back to its feet, dropped again, and then got back to its feet before dropping to the ground. Yeah, they're big suckers. That's it. Like, that's just they're crazy. Even, even with a gun, like, I would just feel, like, so weak. <laughs> like, this giant thing. Yeah, apparently, like, uh, well, people that have claimed to have had them in their sights are, like, are looking at them and they're, like, they don't know whether they want to shoot them because... Because they look so human. Yeah. Or like they're kind of off put by that. Or they also think like, um, like I don't know whether one bullet is going to be enough to kill this, this thing. Is and if, and if I don't it, kill it, yeah. it will kill me for sure. That's the thing. I've just got like the Fallout 4 thing in my head. Like this is going to have to be a good shot. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was like, a, like a, one of those like super mutants or something like that. Yeah. yeah. That's basically what, what it is. It's, yeah, it's a super mutant. I heard this creature die, Michael told Wes. It was gurgling up blood and gasping for air. Michael said the creature was dying in full view of him and his brother, just short of the tree line. In the forest beyond the tree line, more of the creatures were, quote, freaking out in total panic, running around and making all kinds of noises. When Tim and Michael began heading towards the dying Bigfoot, they were rushed by a bunch of these Sasquatches. One of the creatures picked up the corpse, threw it over its shoulder and headed back into the forest. They buried their dead. That's why I don't find the skeletons. Yeah. The next day, they called Beefro. Tim and Michael also examined the backyard. Michael said it looked like someone had tipped 15 gallons of blood in the yard. There was also brain matter. Holy shit. Wes said on his podcast that it was at this point that the creatures started trying to get into Michael's house. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Sasquatch. You said yeah. to shoot your friend. Well. <laughs> what? Oh, please. <laughs> I mean, what, an, what okay, a great so, story. Yeah, like, like let's, just- let's, let's set the scene properly. Like, you're, you're living in a little fucking hut, like, up in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And you've got four or five eight-foot-tall man-apes all trying to get inside your house. Like, it's literally- After horror- you killed one of yeah, their kind. Yeah, it's a horror movie. Like, it's, yeah. a, it's the greatest horror movie never made. I, yeah, I would- yeah, watch the shit out of this. Where are all the the Bigfoot horror movies? There's ne- like there are there are some like well the, the shit out majority aren't they? of them are terrible, yeah. but like there's so many good stories that and the idea is so ingrained in modern culture. I don't know why some you know director hasn't you know whether, whether this story is is true or not it's a good it, it would it's make a good, a good story. story like yeah. a good yeah, horror it's, film it's great like, yeah. fodder for like a series of, of horror films but there's so many good just terrifying like 
um, the the whole scene of like one of them c- coming out of the trees and then running back and there's like four of them like that. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's terrifying. I can see that shit already, and I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to watch this awesome movie. Yeah, no, but I will. Yeah, it's like I'm going the, to. Yeah. The hands. <laughs> <laughs> When Bifro arrived, Michael was unimpressed, he told Wes. He wanted experts and hunters. Instead, he got two shit-scared investigators who wanted to leave after the first night and a 74-year-old hunter spent most of his time sleeping in his car. Mm. He said the investigators- This isn't the dude that was clawed by the bear, was it? Like, yeah, yeah this- that dude, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was that dude? Yeah, that- this is the father-in-law yeah, hunter yeah, guy along, and he said yeah. he just kept sleeping. And I, I found other um, references to that too, that this guy, the, f- the father-in-law- just, he slept in the back of the car all the time. Everyone's like, we're going to sleep in the house. And he's like, no, I'm just going to no, sleep I'm in the just, car. I'm, I'm like, what the fuck is up to you? I'm living with a squab just now. He said- <laughs> He knew that. He knew that they were trying to get in there. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't fucking with guns. I wanted them to come inside. <laughs> I welcome the squouches. He said the investigators were keen to buy the property so they could conduct research. But Michael said he didn't want research. He wanted help. Michael said there appeared to be a leader of the Bigfoots who was cunning. He would come out of the woods and try to draw Michael and Tim outside. But then the Bigfoot would start backing up towards the tree line. That's creepy, right? Yeah, like a big yeah, yeah. bull one, like a big silverback yeah. Bigfoot, like commanding the crew with like a, you know, like monkey gestures. The two, monkey gestures. The two brothers would move closer and the Bigfoot would slowly move further back. Michael said that as he and Tim moved closer... Guns at the ready, they realised just inside the tree line was a group of four or five Bigfoots. We're going to need a grenades. <laughs> yeah, that freaky. That's, that's the bit. Yeah, like realising the gun that you have is not big enough to kill yeah, a yeah. gigantic. Yep. Yeah. He said the Bigfoots would make a number of different calls and had even learnt to mimic Michael. Every night, Michael would call his dog in. One day, Tim and his father were at Michael's after Michael left for work. And they heard the sound of Michael calling for his dog. The voice came from deep in the woods. Wow. That is terrifying. And you know that's going to make the movie. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's definitely, definitely yeah. the movie. Yeah. Michael! Michael! Yeah. Oh. Rover. Come here, Rover. <laughs> Don't go into the woods, Rover. Yeah, God. Michael said their intelligence was also evident when he installed motion detectors connected to bright lights around his property. He said that the Bigfoots would mark with sticks where you could step without triggering the sensors. The Bigfoots also figured out where the sensors were. Michael came outside one morning to find them all turned skyward. So the Bigfoots had so you know Set like traps? No, no, they- no, 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 like you know sensor lights on the outside. Oh, right. So they so turned got, the sensors yeah, yeah. up. They've yeah. figured out what the yeah what the sensor is, what the camera is, and they've figured out where you can walk to. Without setting it off. Okay. Well, I guess that's not out of the realms of possibility oh, for. A, that's an pretty, intelligent we're getting creature. pretty people like now. This is pretty intelligent sort of stuff. Like this is understanding how a what a sensor is like and what it does and how to point it in a different direction yeah. to know what the focal point of it is. That's yeah, well, yeah. That's no, pretty no, out so, of there. So there's, there's an object pointing bright light at you and when you walk up to it at a certain distance you know that that it does that thing so if you can get up and point it away yeah but the sense is separate to the light i'm making so many jumps of of logic i, know, yeah, yeah. I like the i like what you're, what you're trying to do but it just this feels like 
That's, it does. I know. It does. It's creepy, I, I, though. I, I acknowledge it. Oh, it's God, creepy. it's creepy. Yeah. I would feel like if I was listening to this in Oklahoma, nope. As for Beefro, Michael said their report makes it sound like the problem went away after he pulled out the Austrian snow peas. According to the podcast, Michael didn't pull out the snow peas, which were already there when he bought the property, and the problems with the Bigfoot with the Bigfoots continues. He said Beefro were responsible for con- contacting the fishing and game people, and it's all part of a government car- cover-up of Sasquatch activity because the government is afraid that unveiling the truth about Bigfoot would hurt the economy too much by causing panic, particularly in the logging industry. In the logging oh, industry. Gosh. Yeah. Michael what? also claimed his phone was tapped. Those squatches took out jabs. Oh, man. They're up there, the squatches. Like, oh, well, you can tell shit. a good story, at least. <laughs> like, Michael also claimed people have vanished in the area, although it's unclear if he's blaming the government or Bigfoot. Mm. Are they one and the same? Can you believe it? Just wait. I just want to back over that last thing. <laughs> oh, there, yeah, there's something notic- noticeable there. No, no, in terms of like... Um, he's obviously just ranting, talking about oh, people yeah. vanishing, and the dude interviewing him just doesn't want a fucking bar of it enough that he's like, I could not tell you whether it was Sasquatch like or the Kata, government. Like- uh, I would think that the interviewer is probably down with government cover cover up kind of situation. Mm. He's, probably, he's probably not. Yeah, cover up. I understand. I I don't. Know. I can't remember specifically, but yeah, I've, I remember thinking that he was. He didn't seem not down with anything that he had been told. Right. But I should point out that they didn't replay. He didn't. They didn't air the conversation. This is him recalling the conversation. Mm. So I don't know if they their discussion was off the record or he just was a phone call. He didn't have the capacity to record it, and then he just went on the podcast and talked about it. So. But you yeah. know, I just had an idea. Like we were talking about, like we should do something and record it. We should go yowie hunting. Well, um, there have been Yowie sightings reported in this area. So for international listeners, all two of you, (laughs) the the Yowie is basically like the Australian version of a Yeti. um, Or 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 Bigfoot. Bigfoot, sorry. Um, Yeah, and I think a lot of the stories are like truck drivers out in the middle of nowhere, like, you know, then something ran across in front of me and yeah. Yeah, we will do an episode on Yowies at some point. I'm I'm pretty sure. Yeah, uh, we, we, whether, whether we have to leave your land room to do it, I don't. I can't say. Well, <laughs> I, you know, we we could go up to the Blue Mountains and go and record a Yeti. Uh, sorry, a, a Yowie episode, mm. like up in a cabin. Then I want to hear you say, "Oh no, Yowies aren't real." I mean, I'll just, <laughs> just be freaked out. It would be out. scary. It I'll say be, whatever you want me to to just get it the fuck out of there. <laughs> um, all right, but no. So, okay, can you believe it? Is that is that a believable, yeah, story? Um, it's a good story. That's yeah, like yeah. like Amityville. Amityville is a good story. Yeah, shit, yeah. Um, yeah, and I think I'm just. Like, I don't believe it. It's, you know, it's Bigfoot. And, like, I'm sure you're going to go into, like, <laughs> what- just died inside a little yeah. bit. Yeah. No, 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 no. I've just- I'm, I, I accept that uh. you, that it's absurd. Yeah. I mean, 
It's just nuts. Um, in terms of like the evidence that we have that this exists and all of a sudden there's like a family of eight of them terrorizing this one dude living on his little snow pea property in Oklahoma. It's uh, yeah, but it's God. It's a good story. It's fuck. It's creepy. Colonel, do you believe it? Stop looking at me with Can those eyes again. Yeah. You're giving you me those it? like, oh, 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 you want to believe in squatches? No, do you? I want to oh, hear, oh, hear you answer me, the, the question that say, is the well, crux. Well, the guy was done for fraud and he was also done for like walking around in a monkey suit. Like, okay, I want to believe that story. I could believe it. That's as, that's I, as close, like as far, as far away as we've got. From a no. That's a, that's a cl- yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. I could believe it, except that it's probably not true. Why do you say that? Well, the only thing that is going to make me believe in something is a body or scientific evidence of that. Yeah, animal, yeah. Right? So, like, footprints aren't doing it for me. Hair samples aren't doing it for me or anyone uh the the footage that has been taken and the photos that have been taken are all inconclusive in most people's eyes i think you know some of them are uh uh compelling that that's part of why this one is is such a um a big bigfoot story is because it it seems like they came really close to if you take it at face value they came really close to actually having a body and that's why it's held up in such high regard yeah. In terms of story. And so, like, it, it comes back to that, um, I don't know what the particular rule in logic is, but the the most logical explanation is usually the, the, the you know, what what has occurred. Occam's and, razor, it's called. Yeah, so, and, and what has happened here is the family have faked a encounter with mm. Sasquatches. And... Who's to say that they may have seen one along somewhere along the lines, you know, in yeah, the, yeah. if, you know, if they are in the up in that area, maybe, maybe that's a thing, but they've extrapolated that to a point and now it's create, just got out created of a massive yeah. story out of it yeah. and there's no evidence at all to back it up. Mm. So I, I, I can't believe it. On his podcast, Wes Germer said, Michael told him he had photos, video and audio recordings of Bigfoot. But Michael claimed that when he first went live with his story in Sasquatch chat rooms, forums, and message boards, he said people attacked him. So he figured, why should I share anything? Quote, Mm. it's going to take a body to prove it, Michael said, although he said he had no intention of killing one. Beefro also hasn't released any photos or evidence videos from Hanobi. Michael has turned his terrifying experience into something of a career. From what I can tell, he is Michael Humphreys, one of the stars of the show Killing Bigfoot. The six foot, the six Killing foot. Bigfoot. Like, guess what didn't like guess what doing didn't, it? Guess we're what doing didn't it happen in this in that episode? Show. Yeah. In this episode of Killing Bigfoot, we're killing Bigfoot. Mm. Yeah, that show really didn't pay off from the title. The six part 2014 series followed a group of men, quote, determined to hunt and kill a Bigfoot to prove to science and the world that the creatures are real. They did not manage to kill a Bigfoot. Mm. What about season two? (laughs) Michael was a regular on Bigfoot forums and message boards up until a year ago and went by the handle of Timber Ghost. 
You know, I, tra- I love that handle. I mm, had Timber to do some, do some digging and I tracked that one down. From what I can tell, he did share plenty of photos on these websites of so-called proof. None of them are very compelling and not a single photo included a shot of a Bigfoot. He has posted on his Twitter account an image of a bear snapped on his property by either a motion-activated camera or security camera, but no Bigfoots. Well, you see, there's a common misconception that sometimes Sasquatches can mind-control bears to go and get the food for them (laughs) and bring it towards them. But the thing that is I find really compelling is the fact that no other witnesses, including the large numbers of family members that Michael referenced, have ever backed up his claims. Okay. What a fucking jerk. <laughs> Man. Are you going to hate on this guy like Vori Irving and- No, the, I'm not going to hate on him. Because I've learned, I've learned my lesson. You shouldn't just hate ultimately like that. That's the, like, the dark side shit. Yeah, that's, true. that's what this podcast is all about. Don't hate ultimately. My spiritual journey <laughs> into not- No. I mean, I'm a pretty good guy. Um- but God, man, like, why did you have to wreck such a good story by making That's it up? I do. And then, no, no, oh, no, not no, me, no, no, not you, okay, not you, and not fucking Oklahoma boy, um, Michael Timber Ghost, uh, Timber Ghost, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, it's just like it's a good story, and it could just be that. But instead, this guy is like, no, I have to fucking sucker people into like. This is a real thing and, yeah, annoying. Very annoying. You should have just written a script for a a Bigfoot scary movie. Do you, like, he would be so much more respected by his peers if he just did that. He probably would have made a better, had a better career and made more money. Yeah. As I was saying before, this this particular story became, uh, like, I became aware of this from listening to that um, Sasquatch Chronicles um, podcast and- the dude who produces that that podcast, he just like went hammer and tong on like presenting it dramatically. So like at the start of the podcast, yeah. it's like rain, like pitter pattering on a roof. Oh and god, stuff like that, that would freak me and out. And it's like you know the howling of wind and stuff like that. And then you hear like this, <laughs> like this ape kind of like howl, howl off in the distance. And then you hear like this guy go. With like a shotgun and like blam blam and you hear this ah, ah, like yeah. it's like this full on like radio play that he's edited together at the start of the story before he tells this story. Well, wow. and it just sets the scene so much. You're so amped and suggestible at that point. You're like, oh, I just want to hear it's a cool, scary story. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like probably sort of the scariest it's ever got. Like I've. There were moments there. I was like, "Hey, yeah. <laughs> creepy." Yes, <laughs> the amateur one was, kids, was, wives. was scary in places, but I, th- I think that one's kind of yeah, possibly scarier. But just make a movie a out of, of that. A load of crap, but scary crap. Yeah, I would. I would watch that. And I'm not really big on scary movies, but mm. um, yeah, that's cool. Well, there you have it. Another uh, can you believe it story? Have we? Uh, we're slowly crushing your belief in Sasquatch, Colonel. Or do you feel okay? You can never crush the Sasquatch within. <laughs> you can find all, all the sources for this. We'll be uh, posting them. They're definitely up in the Spotify 
Uh, That's thing. like the main one we're doing. Yeah, it's yeah. On the spot we've right got there. like fifty-eight thousand mediums. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime yeah. someone asks, it's just like here's the Spotify. We have more like areas where you can listen to our podcast than we have people listening to our podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is that because we don't I'm do I'm going to hook up every device in my house just <laughs> to pump the listener numbers. And next time Matt comes up here, wow, <laughs> eight new listeners. All in Geelong. Weird. I'm going to leave a $2 tip oh, in the podcast. The way, Car- yeah, uh, Carlsberg Farms, thanks for your sponsorship. Yeah. Oh, love you guys. Cool. Uh, thank you, everyone, and stay away from Sasquatch. Oh, yeah. That was a weak, weak. Close. I know. I did. I don't, yeah. Just get off. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>